Morgan And I recently had my heart broken Broken! So I did what any logical person would do What did you do? I made a podcast about it Why? Because no matter who you are or where you're from When you get dumped, everybody's talking about it Are they, bitch? Famously dumped Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Famously Dumped, the digital show where we talk exclusively about getting dumped. Breakups we didn't choose, we didn't want, and they happened anyway. I'm your host, Morgan Miller, and as always, we check in with me and how I'm feeling emotionally at this time. And right now, guys, I'm feeling melancholy. Yeah, I know, a big word, but I kind of am feeling that way. I don't know, I'm feeling more lonely than just alone. I'm having a lot of nostalgic thoughts that are running through my head, a lot of whys, a lot of what ifs, a lot of should ofs, and that's okay, because sometimes we feel like that. And guess what? Feelings aren't facts, but they are valid. So that's how I'm feeling today. But also, I'm grateful because we're filming another episode and we're filming it with one of my favorite people in the whole world. She is spectacular. She's so funny. She's so beautiful and brilliant. I'm so excited. Today's guest is Alice Wetterland. Alice is a stand-up comedian, an actor originally from Minneapolis, Minnesota. She's appeared on Conan, Adam Devine's House Party, and Viceland. You can see Alice as Carla Walton in seasons two and three of HBO's Silicon Valley, as Kelly Grady on TBS's People of Earth, and as Darcy in Sci-Fi's upcoming series Resident Alien, which she's been filming for the last few months. And guys, she's got a full-length hour special on Amazon Prime that you gotta go check out. It's called My Mama is a Human and So Am I. You gotta check it out. It's on there. It's so funny. She's brilliant. Alice and I, we met in Los Angeles and she's seen me since day one of breakup till now where I'm like semi-okay. She is one of the people who has truly gotten me through this breakup. I owe her so much and I have so much gratitude for this wonderful person. Um, and enough is enough. Let's get her in here. Brandon, get her, get Alice in here. Hello. Oh, hello there. You look wonderful. You've got your LA gear on, we get it. We oh my God. I miss baseball so fucking much. Yeah, I know. Same. Alice, I especially miss it because you and I were going to be on the same team. It was like all I live for. Oh, I know. I know. Soon enough. Soon enough. We'll be back playing baseball and, and uh, you'll be you'll be in those catcher mitt in no time, babe. Catcher, my catcher mittens. In your catcher mittens. <laughs> I know you like to wear too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, cool. So um, let's do this. To start off the show, we don't, um, for this uh, dump that we're going to be talking about for you, we don't use our ex's names because um, I think we want to respect the anonymity. Don't remember it anyway. So What's that? Don't remember it anyway. <laughs> Perfect. So this feels very uh, pivotal in your life. <laughs> um, but yeah, we don't use them. So we uh, use an alias. So my ex-girlfriend, I call Darcy. Um, I have decided to call her Darcy for uh, this whole series and maybe the rest of my life. Um, <laughs> I will be like, uh, Darcy dumped me. Darcy's the reason I made this podcast. You know what I mean. <laughs> um, so how we're going to help you out uh, is, Brandon, will you pull it up so we can get you an alias? Uh, the top 10 baby names of 2019. 
And this is where you can choose an alias for your ex who dumped you. Wow. Um, ex-boyfriend, ex-girlfriend, what's going on here? I'm definitely leaning towards D-Clan. Because that's one of the top baby names of 2019. I haven't heard. I think it's I haven't heard that name once in my entire life. It's Declan, but you want to say D Clan? Is that what we're gonna call it? No, 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 no. I won't remember it after it goes away because it's a fake name. Um, for sure, no one's ever been named D Clan. Um, uh, my son's name is also D Clan. Okay. Let's go with Owen. Owen? Great. Owen. I hate it already. (laughs) No, and that's good, man. That's good. We're about to do a little segment that we like to call Dump Stats. This is amazing. I love my own image. Dump Stats. Dump Stats. Dump Stats. These are the Dump Stats. (laughs) Um, great. And I created that because we don't have rights to music. So, um, that's my, my own voice and my, uh, background music. And look at your baseball card. Look at this. Oh, um, sickening. I really love it. First off, how many times have you been dumped? Well, I, I think like probably like three. Three times. All right. Okay. Cool. In- including like somebody that I wasn't really dating, like dump me. And I don't even remember the situation, but I'm like, I feel it. You know what I mean? But I was drunk for like most of my dating life. <laughs> so it's tough. But like for har- hardcore one that I'm Owen, I'm going to talk about. And then there was another one in high school that was like also sort of, you know, created my personality in a way um, because I became gay for like a year after that guy dumped me. I was like, well, I am a full on lesbian. So (laughs) joke's on you. (laughs) Wow, it must be nice to be able to go back to being straight. (laughs) Well, it was nice, but like, I feel bad for all the people that I dated. I dated so many women because nothing in high school is more popular as a lesbian than a full on, like an absolutely straight girl. (laughs) Who is? Wow, so is. many girls. Maybe you've dated more girls than I have after mm. I went to three proms. With women? Yes, I went two with women. No, I went to five proms, two with women. <sighs> that's that's psycho and honestly, good brag, babe. That's, <laughs> that's my <laughs> um, wait, uh Let's go to the next one. Um, have you ever dumped someone? So many people. Really? So many people. So many women, so many men, wow. so many boys. Yeah. It's mostly been you doing the dumping. Oh, yeah. Like, far and away. And part of that is because it wasn't just, like, me being like, I'm done with you now. I've d- I mean, we're probably going to get into this, but, like, I've dumped so many people who were too chicken shit to dump me, but they did not like me or love me in any way. They were not interested in dating me or being around me or calling me back. And I had to dump them because they wouldn't call me. Yeah. You were like, <laughs> to dump me. yeah, you were theoretically already sort of dumped, but you had yeah. to do the, yeah, that's the worst. 
Mm. Um, I'm not good at that. I'm the other, I'm the person who who can't. I'm the coward who doesn't uh, want to dump anyone. Mm. Yeah, mm. you know. And also, when I got dumped by Darcy, I was like, "That's the only time I've ever been dumped," and that is a full blown lie because I've been <laughs> dumped like four or five times. I think I've just like blacked them out. Yeah, but I was like, nope. Um, also, I wanted to make this one really dramatic, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah. You wanted to monetize it. I get it. There you go. So you've dumped so many people. Um, let's see. For so for Owen, so who we're talking about, how long ago did this happen? Okay. Uh, let's see. 1999 was when I graduated high school. So 2000 to 2004 was college. I met him after college, probably around 2000. Maybe four maybe we'll say four 2004 and then we were dating until yeah so we dated for like three years three. so yeah 2007 was its dump 2007 and you dated for uh three years wow what we just saw was a little bit of a beautiful mind uh happened <laughs> so can i ask how old you are when you got dumped or yeah um well i'm in my late teens now uh and I was 20, fuck, so I started comedy in 2007 when I was 27. 27, okay. Yeah. Right before your Saturn return. Correct, correct. Okay, thank you. <laughs> That's all we needed to know. Um, and you guys grew together, you said three years. Correct. Three years, correct. All right, great. Um, and then- uh, This mic makes me feel like I'm in court. It makes me feel like I'm in court. Correct. Uh, correct. <laughs> um, how are you? So, how are you feeling emotionally about the breakup now? Seems like it was oh, great. Great. Got right. I really, really, really feel good about it because, uh, well, he, he. I'm still friends with him. Wow. Okay. And he is you know, somebody I do not regret having in my life by any means. I learned a lot from the situation. There was a lot of like family drama and death and grief and crazy shit. And I learned a lot about being in a relationship, et cetera. The last question that we asked on dump sets, did you go full psycho when the dump happened? Oh girl, I, I put psycho in the dictionary. Yeah. I mean, this was my first real bender bender. Like, yeah, my friend and I, um, very close friend at, at the time, I still, uh, like, we we kind of went through everything together and we both got dumped or broke up with our significant others at the same time. Owen and I were living together. Wow. And so he had to move out. And this friend and I, like, bought shirts. Okay, so it was when pineapples were kind of starting to be cool. And we found these shirts that had a pineapple wearing sunglasses, a tank top, and it had a pineapple wearing sunglasses on the shirt and the pineapple was like, and like, we were like, yes. We both bought the pineapple shirt because it symbolized to us like, this is how it's gonna be, fuck it. Like I'm done, done, done. No more giving a fuck about anything. We just, and it was going into the summer. And so we were like, guess who's, you know, and we just spent that whole summer. Like we worked at the same job. So we would take turns who is too hungover to work. 
So we'd both come in and one of us would be too hungover and they would just literally lie down at work all day and the other one would work and we would just like trade off. Uh, so full psycho. Yeah. I mean, I, I've gone more psycho. Okay. I wouldn't say full because I've gone more psycho during other breakups. Like when I got deeper into my alcoholism, but like, I remember doing crazy shit, like, you know, crying on rooftops, making a scene at like every party I went to. And I also ruined one of my friend's weddings over this. Wow. So that sucked. Wow. All right. We'll, 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 we'll get to that in a hot minute. Um, okay. yeah, that's, that's our, that's dumb stats. So we'll just go over them. Um, Brandon, can you pull the slide up just one more time? Cause we're going to, uh, just go over the, uh, dump stats. So you, uh, have dumped three people. Uh, you've been dumped three times. You've dumped many people. You said just so many. Um, this, uh, this particular dump happened in 2007. You were 27 years old. And this lasted for three years and you went, I would say, semi full psycho. Great. And you're feeling emotionally Correct. Right. Cool. All right. There you go. Wonderful. All right, cool. So like let's like dive into it. So before we get to like how what happened after, how did you guys meet? What was this relationship like in the beginning? It was like a total like Brooklyn-y fairy tale. I was like so in love he was like the cutest guy i had ever dated like um beyond like any guy i'd ever dated like i didn't realize i was attractive at all when i was that age that i met him i like was constantly dating down you know just whoever fell out of a dumpster next to me okay that's sort of a <laughs> it's sort of <laughs> mean about some of the guys i dated but like some of the guys were literally like just at a bar and they're like, guess what? I punched a horse. Um, and I was like, well, we're together. Um, but like this guy was like really great. He was a really good person. You know, he was very sweet and kind and loving and funny and really creative, just like so um, interesting to me and just so handsome. Like I was like, I can't believe I, I fucking, I can't believe I scored like this. And um, we had, the first year was amazing. We were like, we would, like it was really, I remember one time it was really hot out and we didn't have AC in either of our apartments. So we like went outside to the park across the street from his house, which was McCarran Park. And I, we slept outside in, the, in McCarran Park, which if you know McCarran Park, that's like where people literally died. Like you'd, you'd walk through McGarren Park and there would just be dead <laughs> Polish people. And it was so fucked up. But we'd, we were like, we're sleeping outside. And then, um, you know, we didn't, we stopped kind of having sex after three months. And I was like, okay, whatever, we're working through it. But then I just didn't get the message and I like stayed with him for three years. Yeah. And we moved in together after that. I'm like, cool. Uh, wow. I just was like, this is the one, you know, I wasn't able to let go of my plan, which was to like have a house and, you know, just marry this person. So, um, but that's what you felt when you first met, you're like, I'm going to marry this person. Yeah. This this yeah. My, my family really liked him, you know, and that was really cool to actually finally date somebody that my family kind of got like yeah. got why I was attracted to him yeah. and then also liked him. Mm -hmm. So he was around for a really long time. Yeah. 
sounds similar to mine. My family loved uh, Darcy so much. It was hard. And I had the whole future plan. I think it sounds like mm -hmm. I was like, mm -hmm. I see it. I see the kids. I see the house. I see the career, all the yeah. stuff. Um, yep. so that, I think for me and maybe for you, was why when we got dumped, it was like, fuck, I don't have a future yeah. anymore. In yeah. Uh, and that's scary and was going to maybe take me to my grave. Because um, mm -hmm. I went full psycho, as you know, yeah. you were there for all of it. Yeah, um, I was. Stopping sex after. So what made you be like three three months after we stopped sex? That's fine. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't me that wanted to stop having sex. He was so uninterested in that, in intimacy wow. in that way. Like it was like, you know, it was just kind of like the the novelty wears off and then you know, he's just not interested in being, being intimate anymore. Yeah. And um, so I know that that's kind of a him thing mm -hmm. now and not really a, because of me, but for a really long time after that, I because I didn't know any better, I was like, I'm disgusting. That's why, it's because I'm gross. And that's super, you know, that was really, a thing that I carried with me for a really long time. And I made sure that my whole life was kind of like about that. Like every dating decision I made was kind of predicated on how traumatic it was to be with somebody who didn't want to touch me in that way. And, you know, which is one of the reasons I wish I hadn't stayed with him for so long. Cause I think when you stay in a relationship, that's really like not, it's, it's going to end. And, you you ignore the signs you end up causing yourself and and the person you're with so much more damage than if you would have left and it's like i always say like you're not going to do anything until you're ready but like i with that situation to honor him and honor myself i wish i'd ended it sooner because you know it would have been more peaceful like for everybody you never do anything until you're ready and that's how i learned eventually through this experience, I eventually kind of digested it and learned that what I need is what I need and it's okay. And what he needs is what he needs. And that's okay too. It just isn't compatible. Not a judgment on either person, but it's like, it, it, you can't, you know, round holes, square pegs, you know, mm. uh, his dick was square. So I didn't value myself in the way, in a way that you need to be able to do to, to have, kind of an honest relationship with another person. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's like, how can you, it's with, for me, it was like, I felt like I was already there and I had enough self-validation and like worth. And then when she dumped me, I, I realized I had none. Almost. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I, and so I had to learn to like love myself and figure out mm -hmm. that I like myself and that I'm not getting all this validation from Darcy. Um, but it's hard when you're in it and you're like, and yeah, you think you're, it's just hard to like see the warning signs when you're like, this is great and perfect. And I see the future so clearly. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, because you build this rock solid fantasy. I mean, it's difficult when you build a fantasy that like that, that becomes like in your mind, it's like this fortress that's really impenetrable. And it's, I learned eventually that that's not love. Like, that's a thing that's happens in your brain. That's okay. And I mean, it's, it's not, it, it doesn't serve you, but it, it isn't like a sin, but it's just, it's just that like my fantasy of what my life with Owen was going to be and needed to be, hadn't 
very little to do with him, his happiness, you know what I mean? Who he was as a person. It's like, I wasn't seeing him yeah. in that. And that was really hard for him because that's not, you don't feel loved when you're in that situation. And so um, all of this, like, I think I'm so grateful for because my, I'm in a relationship now, which Brack. it's like, it's like far and away, you know, and I'm saying this to you specifically because I really want you to feel less than, um, no, I, <laughs> because I want you to know what it feels like to be on the other side of where you were and are and going like, okay, this huge thing that I built this fantasy about is, is gone. Yeah. And to, to be in a relationship, which you will be like the kind that I'm in where I, I don't like, I can't explain it, but I would marry him in a second, but I also don't need to be married to him to make my life mean anything or my relationship mean anything. He is, he and I exist like in an interdependent like relationship built on total honesty and respect. And because of that, it's like so much fun. It's no, you know, there's no like, there's no secrets. There's no like toxicity. There's no, you know, we don't bait each other into shit. It's literal laughter every day. We'd love and, and we're able to love each other extremely deeply because of that. And we get to take every situation that comes like light as air. It's like, it, you know, and I, I would not be in this relationship if I hadn't gone through what I went through with Owen. And yeah. Hands down. I couldn't get there. I couldn't get there without the pain of the thousands. 525,600 men that I dated beforehand. I would not be there. I yeah. had to go through all that shit. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's like what I want to people to hear. Cause like I needed to hear that and I didn't want to hear it. And you told it to me so many times in the first, what, like three months of my post breakup. And I was like, you don't fucking know me. Shut up. And yeah. you were like, Oh dude, you have to go through this to like come out the other side so that you can actually date someone that you want to date interdependently because, and you do have a relationship where I'm like, Whoa, what people can like be not codependent. That's crazy. Um, that's like very admirable. And I think it's only because you've probably, you've been through the ringer and that's what I'm realizing. I'm about five or six months out is like, I have a lot of gratitude for this breakup. Yeah. Um, and I've learned me too because it made you be my friend. Yeah, exactly. I know. Well, that's the main reason. Um, I also <laughs> kill myself for like two months, but uh, but besides that, we were friends. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just like the second it happened, I was like, there's no, there was no problem we couldn't get through. Right. And for people like you to be like, <clears throat> it was not gonna work. And um, I think essentially, it's not like, oh, there wasn't a problem we couldn't get through. Really, what? you were doing in action was, oh, there's no problem that we can't just suffer under forever. Right. For the sake of the idea. Yeah. And that's sort of what, you know, like a lot of our patterns are about, you know, is like, no, 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 we have to keep hurting ourselves because it in uh, there's an idea out there. There's some goal that we could, there's something, like there's some, there's some, we're eyes on a prize and the prize is like, 
fame and fortune or some bullshit that we think we're going to get to and we have to keep hurting ourselves to get there. And then suddenly you're like, oh, it's never going to happen whether I do or don't. I mean, one of my favorite moments in any breakup was I was breaking up on and off with this guy who was just, we, we had the most, I don't know what kind of Melrose place, like, I mean, I don't know how many times we went back and forth around dating other people. Like, yeah. it was crazy how many times we broke up and got back together. And like, this was just, I was comfortable in chaos. It was like, oh, this is great. I want, I need this. For me, this is the most important way to be. Like, just always forlorn, always upset, always feeling. And one day, you know, he eventually like started dating somebody else. I lost it. I drove to his house. I fucking threw shit. I went, I took airplanes place. Like I, I did all the things. Oh, yeah. I okay. broke them up. I found a way to break them up. I manipulated, and this was in after two years. I like, you know, and then snap. And then one day, I don't know what happened. I called him up and I was like, do you, want to get back together with me? And he was like, no. <laughs> and I was like, huh. That's the first time that like he said that after we, you know, we usually get back together and then he didn't want to. And I'm like, it just something clicked. And I was like, you're not going to be any different yeah. for me. I'm not going to change. You're not going to change. Like he will change. He could be something amazing as an as a I realized that like this guy, he could be a really good husband and father to another person who is not me. Yeah. And that was super painful. And that was something I didn't want to face. So scary to imagine that that person that you love could be better with somebody else is so scary. Yeah. And then when I suddenly was ready, all of a sudden I was ready to face it. I it just came to me and I was like, oh. It doesn't matter that the, he would be better with another person because no matter that doesn't mean that he would be better with me if I were good enough. It just means it won't happen. Doesn't matter who I am. Like it doesn't matter what I try to do to change myself. This won't work with me. Yeah. I am not the thing. It just won't, you know, it's not it, it's not being a judgment about whether I was good or bad or hot or whatever. It was just like, oh, it just won't, it just won't. I, it was like acceptance. And then total peace. And I like never looked back. It was so amazing. Oh, I can't wow. even. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It just took time for me to finally like learn all the things the hard way. Learn the hard way that I'm really okay on my own. And that, that means in a forever type of way. Like I can spend forever by myself and it's not going to be easy and I will be lonely, but like, I don't have to stop being me and I don't have to stop being a good person Yeah, for that. It, it's like, and I don't have to stop like enjoying my life if I'm alone yeah. and my life is meaningful regardless of whether or not I'm in a relationship or not or not. And that's super true. I love the fact that I got to some sort of place with myself where I was able to like have a functioning relationship because I'm able to show other people how fucked up I was before. Like, and I feel like I was way more fucked up than you about it. And I was like made way worse calls and like 
you know, I think that your relationship with Darcy, you had a lot of information coming in that made it seem like, no, this would actually be really good. And I, and I get that soulmate feeling like I established soulmate status with people who like, were like just a sentient palm tree. Like, I don't like, I did that type of shit all the time. And I love being able to tell people who are in a position that I was in. And I feel like they're, you're where I was and go like, trust me, fucking trust me. I was there. Like I could not go to the gym without crying. And I was crying on treadmills. I was doing crying weight training. I was doing like, have you seen someone like you? <laughs> like it, I was there, you know, like, and I got here. How did you break? How did you break? And then how did you pull yourself back together? I got, I got into acceptance about the hard shit. Like the, you know, he is going to be with somebody else and I might stay alone. Like those fears things. I might be not because I'm incapable or bad in some way. I might luck of the draw, like not be able to find someone, mm -hmm. which is more realistic than I'll never find someone because I'm too broken, which is just, you know, narcissism itself is like self-pity in reverse, you know, like, or whatever, like, I got into acceptance of those big, scary, um, nightmare situations where like, okay, I'm going to be alone because I'm not going to be able to find anybody or I'm going to find somebody and they're going to die or, or whatever. Like I'm going to end up not having my dream situation, which is like a perfect relationship. Yeah. Okay. And like, I sat with it. I fucking sat with it and I sat with it and sat with it and sat with it and had a hard time and had a lot of self-pity, but through that, sitting with it and being sad. I did, I showed up for people and I was of service. I proved to myself that even though those um, scary ideas were in my head, I could still be a good person who is worthwhile and was like a benefit to the people in her life. And guess where self-esteem comes from? You know, like getting up, making your bed, being of service, being a good friend, being a good daughter, being a good worker, a worker among workers, bringing joy to those around you. Okay. And yeah, at the same time, I'm going back to my house by myself, eating ramen or whatever kind of like Nancy Myers movie cliche I thought of myself as. And eventually through like act that act, active like way of living, I realized like I started to see in others around me like situations that I was like, that doesn't sound bad. Like, that sounds kind of great. Like, women who were in their 50s who had just gone through a divorce who were just like, thank fucking God, it's just me and my birds. Like, stuff that I was like, you know what? Like, yeah, I might need to have some goats. And I might need to, like, I might need to adopt. And I might need to, like live in someone's back house because I'm traveling so much. Mm -hmm. I might need to, um, you know, be the fun aunt instead of the mom. All of these alternative idea situations that were like nightmare situations for me because they didn't involve like house, husband, two kids, whatever, started to look pretty good. Yeah. And not because – like, because I saw them working in reality, 
in the in the guise of like other older people that I met. And I was like, huh, like it doesn't really matter what your like family life or your relationship situation is like. That doesn't really actually seem to be creating the self-worth of the people that I talk to. Yeah. So I started to feel it. I started to be like, yeah, I could do this. I sort of could totally do this. And I started to feel good about myself. And then I met Garrett. And it was like, yeah. oh my God. Yeah. This is so it was it was really so fast. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Yeah. So for but for this, for the one that happened with Owen, so you sat with it and stuff. Was there negative coping mechanisms that you were doing that you wish you hadn't done? Um I fucked all of Brooklyn. There we are. I mean, yeah. There were guys I have on my, you know, you make your list or whatever. Yeah. Don't tons of people I don't know their names. Yeah. And I I'm still to this day like almost ashamed mm -hmm. and I'm embarrassed that I don't have like hep C. I don't have any of that. Like I'm so I like clean as a whistle and I don't know why and I'm like what the fuck? Like <laughs> when I was breaking up with Owen, I had none, I had zero tools. I had like a tool called tequila, a tool called bourbon, a tool called cocaine, you know, um, a tool called like, honestly, vandalism, like a weird amount of subway vandalism. Yeah. And um, I went into therapy, but that was it. And so therapy probably saved my life many times. I think this breakup was really important in the sense that it it taught me some lessons that I still like about accepting people for who they are mm -hmm. and seeing people for who they are. But it also taught me a lot of lessons that I had to unlearn, mm -hmm. such as like no one – like I learned the lesson that no one is – it's not okay for you to be friends with your ex ever. Mm -hmm. Obviously, that's not true because mm -hmm. I'm friends with a lot of my exes. Like, my friendship with this ex, Owen, doesn't look like his friendship with this other bitch. <laughs> you yeah. know, like, his his wife met me and she was like, I like you. And I'm like, yeah, because normal. <laughs> you know, like, this is what a normal ex relationship looks like. You come to the wedding, you drop off the gift, and you fucking peace. I'm not, like, calling yeah. at all hours, you know. Yeah. Um, but... I, I, I had to unlearn that. I had to unlearn that, like, I'm, like, I have to be with somebody that is more attracted to me than I am to them. Mm -hmm. I had to have that because if I didn't, then I would be on the receiving end of that scary, scary, I don't want to have sex with you stuff. That took forever. It took fucking like a decade to unlearn that shit mm -hmm. and what that really was about. Yeah. And I'm much more solid with that now than I've ever been. And like, but it, ugh, God, I could maybe not use that. But anyway. <laughs> how long it. did it take? How, so like 10 years to learn that, but how did it, how long did it take to get you over Owen? Well, I mean, I think I was over him, him by, like he moved out. And one thing that really helped, I mean, one thing that really helped is my life changed overnight when I, when he moved out of my apartment, I had an amazing roommate move in and this was just luck. Yeah. And 
I met another guy pretty quickly, which was my coping mechanism that helped me get over it. And then I met like the real love of my life, which was stand up comedy. Like I started doing stand up within three months of when we broke up. And it was like, it was like absolutely saved my fucking ass. Like I threw myself into it and like nothing was, nothing was the same ever again. And I changed really rapidly because of that. So it helped me get over that, that, that I don't know if I would have been okay without stand up. you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what I would have done. I think I would have probably killed myself because, yeah, but it, it gave me so much hope. So yeah, it didn't take that long to get over him. I think the the lasting shit in the breakup, the like the lessons about intimacy that I had to unlearn, that shit took a lot longer and I didn't I didn't get over it very quickly. Yeah. Thank you for talking to us about such a painful thing. Anytime. I love to cry. That um I really do. So hard, but like goddamn people are going to identify and like I hope so. Oh yeah, definitely. And this is so fucking cathartic for me and I know that's the point of it all but for me it really is just like it's amazing to hear like how you've gone through stuff and 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 the the good things we did the bad things we did how we coped how we didn't um and then like you know at a certain age and like because i was sober i was able to like the coping for me was like fucking sit down and cry Mm -hmm. for three months Mm -hmm. um and that's what i did so what's your like big overall advice for people that just went through a breakup Whoa, hold on one second. Hi, before we get to the overall advice, my name's Morgan Miller. You've just been watching me this whole time. I'm the host of Famously Dumped, and I've got a couple of things I gotta tell you before we finish up the episode. One, we have an email account, famouslydumped at gmail.com, where you can email me. Maybe you have comments, questions for our guests, questions for me. Maybe you have advice for our listeners, or maybe you have a story about getting dumped that you wanna tell me about. So please email me there. I'd love to hear from you, and we'll put it on the podcast. Two, you can donate to the show, which is great. How can you donate? At our Venmo, which is famously underscore dumped, or you can go on over to my Patreon account, which is patreon.com backslash morganmiller1717. Over on my Patreon will live bonus episodes, uncut episodes, and other comedy material that I'm coming out with that will strictly be on Patreon, okay? So head on over there. And finally, don't forget to follow me on social media. Yes, I'm doing a social media plug. Come on, it's 2021. Let's get to it. My social media is morganmiller17 across the board. And also, I'm on TikTok. Yes, I'm in my 30s. I have TikTok. I kind of blew up over there. So go check me out. That's Morgan Miller Talks, T-O-K-S. And that's about it. You guys, let's get back to the episode. Enough for me. Bring us on back. I would say fake it till you make it. That's my advice. It's always worked for me. And just that means like take action. Do the things that you would do if you weren't, if you didn't secretly believe that you're a broken husk of a human who's never going to find love. Just do do like, don't act on that idea. Try as much as you can, which you won't be able to all the time mm-hmm. to pretend like you're like, got your shit together. Like put on a fucking business jacket and walk around your house and be like, I'm a businessman. And then <laughs> see how that feels, you know, because <laughs> I bought so many suits at one point in my life. I, I went through this good wife phase and I like bought so many suits and I was, was like, gotta day? have these suits. Was that your gay phase too or a different one? That was actually a different phase. And when I was gay, I, I was like, <laughs> I was wearing cargo pants and I was like, I had a buzz cut. 
when I was gay, get out of here. You're still a little gay, and I'll always say that forever. Um, <laughs> keep the hope alive. I don't want to turn away any fans. Okay. <laughs> we will. We'll keep it alive. Um, okay, cool. So let's do these last three segments, and then we'll get you out of here. This, this first one is called Horoscope. And now, time for Horoscopes. Here we go. <laughs> Again, my voice, we don't have rights to music. So good. So this is horoscope. So this is where we figure out if your relationship was doomed from the beginning. Because I believe in astrology and it's real, babe. And we got to know. If oh, my God. Okay. You and Owen were just from the beginning, never going to work. So what's your sign again? I should know it. Uh, Taurus. You're a Taurus. Bullheaded. Yeah, of course. Okay. And what was Owen's sign? Pisces. Ooh, Pisces. Okay, Pisces is a good sign. My father's a Pisces. Okay, so Brandon, pull up the most uh, reliable source, and that's Google.com. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a reporter in the field. Yes. Um, so Google.com, of course, is where we get the best information about zodiac signs and if you're compatible. So Brandon, will you please uh, type in Pisces and Taurus love compatibility? Great, awesome, and then as always, we just click on the first arrow because <laughs> that's the one that's right. Okay, so great. So it says uh, Taurus is a no match for the otherworldly Pisces. So it wasn't supposed to happen, and your signs couldn't. You couldn't get past a Taurus and a Pisces trying to dream to be together, but you just couldn't. And that's what Google tells us, and honestly, it's true. So um, I just want to addendum that uh, my current relationship is also with a Pisces. Great. So here's also <laughs> uh, this. What's really fun about uh, astrology is I didn't read the last line, which is this is a loving, compatible match if they can avoid getting stuck in the mud. So you know what? Here's you know, I think that that was we knew that was bad because of the signs but you and Garrett have gone through the mud and now that's yeah. why you're the perfect match yeah okay? so because of the mud technology is it is all of it's real all of it's real mm -hmm. for what it is and then this is our last segment and then we're gonna get you out of here Brandon what is our last segment it is yes honey yes Yes, it's three columns <laughs> Where do I begin? Uh, so you get three compliments for me so that I feel a little bit better about myself today. And then we're going to get you out of here. You, okay. Morgan <laughs> is a five-sport athlete who is becoming a six-sport athlete with the onset of her parkour obsession. <laughs> So in that compliment, I want to point out how much you are active and like to engage physically with the world in a positive way. And I think it's awesome. You're a great teammate. Um, you can laugh through anything. Like you're like the, it was so easy for us to become friends when we, when you were going through your breakup, because you really responded to like my favorite way about like dealing with heartbreak, which is just like laughing, you know, like, and and your sense of humor is, is 
unparalleled in my friend universe. Um, I love shooting the shit with you. And what else? That's two. Okay. And I think you're stunning. Oh! I just think you're so beautiful. And I wanted one to be physical. One is physical. <laughs> my, I, I have I have sat w- with friends at parties when you were there and I was, and we've talked about how beautiful you are. No. Oh, yes. On. Yeah, Ryan. God. Remember right. I sent you that text? That's oh, right. That's right. Oh my God. That's wild. So that's, that's it. That's the show. Thank you for those compliments. Oh, it's so nice. Thank you. I love you. I love you. Where can we find you um, on all the socials and things? And are you working on anything? Yeah, I'm Alice Wetterland at, uh, on Twitter and Instagram. Also look for uh, Resident Alien coming out hopefully end of summer. Um, it's a great show. We made eight episodes. I love it. It's like one of the best jobs I ever had. I'm so excited for people to see it because I think it's actually a really good show. So I'm so excited to see also it. watch my special on Amazon. Apparently it's doing really well in streaming and oh. I'm not getting paid for it. So I had to figure that out. God, Jesus. Well, uh, we people will are going to maybe Venmo us for the show. So you'll make like four dollars. We'll check out your special. And, and uh, Resident Alien. I can't wait to see it. Um, thank you for being with me. I love you. I miss you already. I miss you too. I can't wait to hug you. I can't wait to hug you and fucking play baseball with you. It's going to be yeah. so great. We're going to be unstoppable. Unstoppable. Yes. You get that jersey. Yes, babe. Yes. All right, Alice. I love you. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. That's it, guys. That's our show. Oh, don't we love Alice? Isn't she she's so great what a treasure so that concludes another episode of famously dumped guys thank you so much for tuning in i hope you learned something i did alice cried it was wonderful it was beautiful um it was fun and i can't wait to do the next episode guys i'll see you next time on famously dumped famously dumped